As we've been reading through the Psalms, we've noticed how each has their own individual context, oftentimes a messianic or prophetic context, but also can be applied to our own contexts. And this was a normal way for the Jews to read their scripture, to see the patterns of the lives of God's people and where they themselves fit into that pattern. Jesus was able to quote many Old Testament passages that were written to an audience hundreds of years ago, but still find their relevance for his own life and conflict with his people. That's how we need to understand today's psalm, either written by or for Solomon. Though it was originally written with him in mind, we can pray this psalm with Jesus in mind. And what this psalm does is help us understand what life is to be like with Jesus as our king. We get a glimpse of that life here and now, and we're going to see its fullest realization at a second coming. The first four verses give us the character of God's kingdom. It's ruled with the justice and righteousness of God. There's no favoritism, bribing, or turning a blind eye. The wicked receive what they deserve, the good their rewards. And grace is to be found in those judgments. And this isn't reserved for only the select few. The poor are given their day in court, and they have a defense. Those who can't help themselves and are counted as nothing by the world are finally given an audience with the king himself while the oppressors are crushed. And one of the best things about this kingdom is that it lasts forever. In verses 5 through 8, as long as the sun endures and throughout all generations, his reign is going to flourish. Imagine the best president or leader that your country has ever had. And imagine what they could do if they had more than just their term limit to get it done. Even with all their mistakes, we'd probably prefer them over some of the other ones who have gotten elected. Well, that's not a problem in God's kingdom. When Jesus reigns, he stays on the throne forever. From sea to sea in verse 8 and all the way to Tarshish in verse 10, people are going to recognize him as the ultimate authority. And all the good things that come from the reign of a great king are enjoyed by everyone. In verse 16, we read, May there be an abundance of grain in the land. On the tops of the mountains may it wave. May its fruit be like Lebanon, and may people blossom in the cities like the grass of the field. The king brings a superabundance of life so that all nations and people can call him blessed. These blessings won't see their fullest realization until Jesus comes again. But that doesn't mean that we don't get a taste of them right here, right now. We have so many blessings through Christ's reign over us in this life, not just in the one to come. We have a model of righteousness in Jesus. We have a people to call our brothers and sisters in Christ. We have a hope of justice and the peace that comes with it. And we look forward to a kingdom in which the streets are going to be paved with gold. So we can pray along with the psalmist and say in verse 19, Blessed be his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. Amen.